Welcome to Life, a podcast all about living in full expression. I'm your host, Farringer Thompson, and I'm here to talk to you about all things self-development, intuitive healing, and personal growth, all with a sprinkle of curiosity and spirituality. I've been on my own journey of embodying my truest, most authentic self and using my deep connection to self as a foundation to build the life of my dreams. I hope by listening to this show, it inspires you to follow your dreams, deepen your connection to self, and start tapping into the infinite magic of the universe. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Quickly, before we get into the episode, I wanted to remind everybody that enrollment for my one-to-one coaching container is officially open. If you are feeling out of alignment, lost, stuck, not quite yourself, if you are desiring a life that is not currently reflected in your reality, this is the program for you. It is a three-month coaching container, which is a deep dive into intuitive healing, self-discovery, and coming home to yourself. So I will leave the application in the show notes. If you have any questions, please send me a message on Instagram and I'm so excited to chat with you more. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of Life. How are you all doing? I've missed you. I feel like I haven't sat down to record in a while, even though it's been a week. This June energy continues. We've talked about it time and again, but it feels like the energy is moving so much faster. I feel like we blinked and June is already finished. Isn't that wild? And since last week, I have turned 31. I recorded last week's episode, as you know, before my birthday. So there's also a whole new energy with a whole new year. Normally, I would start the episode off with a bit of a life update, what's been going on, and check in with all of you. But I can barely contain my excitement because today we have a very special guest on the podcast who is not only a renowned chef, wellness influencer and just incredible entrepreneur, but one of my best and dearest friends, Shana Therese Taylor. So rather than do our little usual life update, we're just going to dive right into the interview because we had such a great conversation and I'm so excited to share her with all of you who do not know her yet. And for those who are here visiting from Shana's community, we hope that you are a part of this community. Welcome, love to each and every one of you, and I hope you love today's episode. All right. Well, welcome, Shana, to the show. For those who do not know you, could you share a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Um, Yeah. Hi. Thank you for having me. So where do I begin? So my name is Shana Therese Taylor. I have two wellness companies, one which is Shana's Kitchen and one that is Bottle and Stone. Um, I started off as an organic personal chef um, for a very long time in my early 20s uh, and just kind of became obsessed with health and wellness. But when I was a personal chef, I couldn't really uh, focus on having a blog or lifestyle (laughs) and any of the product lines or anything I have now. So um, when I quit personal chef work and dedicated myself to social media a little bit more because I wanted to help people on a brighter spectrum, um, that's when... 
kind of everything started to evolve over time. And um, I got into health because one from passion, but two from a lot of my own health struggles. And so on my platform, I really loved, I kind of started off by just sharing and I loved vetting brands and finding, you know, people in the wellness industry that were really doing things right and sharing that knowledge and also sharing the knowledge that I had with the health struggles that I had and um, sharing my experiences to try to help other people. That kind of grew over time and um, I'm very grateful, but since growing a social media uh, presence, I guess you can say, I was able to create the two businesses out of it. But Shana's Kitchen is still my chefy uh, blog and Instagram, which and website, which is uh, healthy, gluten-free, refined, sugar-free, um, dairy-free, mostly um, corn-free recipes. And then uh, I do a lot of lifestyle stuff as well, just like how to live a healthier lifestyle and how to get started and um, a lot of motivational stuff. And yeah, and then now how I got here today, I mean, numerous amounts of things, a lot of spiritual work, a lot of growth, a lot of um, taking risks and believing in my passions and what I want to achieve. And, you know, having a lot of hurdles to go over and just keep pushing because I just kept pushing forward until I got to kind of where I am now, which um, I used to live in Los Angeles, was based in California for a long time, lived in New York for a few years. And then I just felt like I didn't really belong in LA anymore and really wanted to do something that was right for my soul and also right for my businesses. And so I just sold my house in LA in December and moved myself to Europe. So now I'm based on this side of the world and <laughs> trying to get over all the hurdles of what that has um, been for me. But my soul and intuition was telling me that I needed to come here and I just felt so happy and I knew something needed to change in my life. And it's been a beautiful journey of sharing the experiences that I've had, of course, through social media, but also with my friends and family and how you know inspiring it has been, I guess, for people to watch me take a scary leap and move to a completely different country by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so now I'm trying to just expand my brands and um, on this side of the world. And I just bought a property in Italy, which I plan to basically be the hub of Shana's kitchen. And I bought land with olive groves. So I'll be able to produce biodynamic olive oil starting with organic organic, but I would like to convert it to biodynamic hopefully. And, um, a few years time it's amazing. and then yeah and hopefully uh biodynamic wine and whatever else I decide to grow on the land there to sell through my brand so you guys when Shana shares more about this property you'll see but it is the most magical place I've ever seen in my life even through pictures and videos it's very very special yeah. you touched on something about following your intuition and Shana is somebody probably the the single most person who follows their intuition in a way that is so rooted in honoring herself and based exactly where she is in her evolution. I find it so inspiring. That's something I love the most about you. And I would love for you to share for somebody who's trying to make a big leap, let's say, and they know in their gut, you know, I should be leaving this relationship or it's time to change jobs or sell my house or whatever it is, something that's rooted in a lot of 
scary, complex things. How can you move through those steps to actually take action? How can you push past that fear and surrender to the flow of it? Like, how did you get into that practice and get so good at it? (laughs) Complex Um, question. Yeah, it's a complex question. I wish that it was an easy answer, but it's, it's really, it's really not an easy answer. I mean, I, I think growing up in a family where I had a, just, I, I grew up very different than a lot of people. And I grew up with the, in a divorced family and, and the dynamic was very weird and my parents hated each other and they did a lot of shady stuff, which my brother and I were in the middle of it. And so I think going through things as a kid and, you know, even though you know, my, my mom actually was really good about telling me that like through hard times is how you grow. And it's mm. when you, un- when you're uncomfortable is when you grow the most, it's not when you're comfortable or when you are happy. Yes. And even though when you're young, it's like, that was something that she always told me. So I kind of had it in the back of my mind. I didn't realize how accurate it was until I started actually making those really scary choices for myself. And, you know, as you know, I was in a very intense, you know, high profile relationship for eight years. And leaving that relationship was probably one of the biggest steps I ever had taken for Mm -hmm. many reasons. But I, you know, I was unhappy. I was emotionally just, just completely exhausted. And I knew that I needed to remove myself from that relationship, but I, when you spend eight years with somebody and you live a specific way for a really long time and you are somebody else's shadow, essentially, mm-hmm. like it was, it was basically like I had to die and like find myself again. <laughs> and- so dramatic, like so true, <laughs> so true. But it's like, you just don't know, like when you, you forget who you are in relationships sometimes. Yeah. And you know, obviously that's not in every circumstance, but for me and, and, and typically in, in my experiences with helping friends or followers through similar situations is when you're in an unhealthy relationship, it's because you've given too much of yourself and you have not done enough for yourself. So you do lose yes. yourself. Yes. And that is where relationships fail. And that is where being your own source of happiness and realizing and becoming your own source of you know, just who you want to be is so important, not only for you, but also for the person that you're in a relationship with or for your future partner. And so circling back down or circling back to that question that you asked me, the, the reward. So like everything in life is temporary. And I think that's what the biggest realization is, is that people become so attached to things and attached to ideas And one of the things that I really have tried to master is kind of this, you know, not 100% non-attachment, but like being, understanding that things are only temporary and you just have to get through the hard part and you're going to learn so much about yourself Mm -hmm. and it's going to suck and you're going to cry and you have to feel all the emotions. And there's just, there's so many layers to this question. It's like like my brain is going a million miles an hour because it's like, Dealing with your emotional traumas, dealing with your fears is number one, because you have mm-hmm. to feel confident enough to make that decision to know it's best for you and listening to your intuition because everybody has it. Then it's like, instead of pushing your emotions away, like say you decide to make that decision and you quit that job and you know you're going to do something else. It's like all that panic and all that anxiety is one normal, we're human beings, but like 
it's it's understanding that it's only temporary and you're going to get past it and you're going to learn so much and you just have to be like okay i need to feel all the emotions that i feel why do i feel this way like what can i do for myself to to make myself feel less fearful like what actions can i take to make myself feel better like what are things instead of just like going and spiraling into this like i'm going to be broken i don't know it's like okay pause <laughs> pause and let me think of the positives here and let me think of what this is going to do for me in the long haul and like if i if this isn't the right decision like it's you know what i i take that back there's never a wrong decision in life i've really 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 believe that i feel like even when i you know think that somewhere just something happens and it doesn't go the way that i planned instead of being mad at it like why isn't this going the way that I want it to go planned? I literally am just like, you know what? Obviously there's a different, there's something better and I'm totally open to whatever that is. So I'm just going to sit and I'm just going to observe and I'm just going to be like, okay, what are my options? How does this look? And pivot into another direction. And this takes practice. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. I actually got a tarot card reading done years ago and the woman said something very profound to me, which is exactly what you just said, which is that, she she kind of took my hand and she said, I just want you to know that you can never make a mistake in your life because it's all your destiny. And I just got chills saying that, but it's yeah, so true. When you trust yeah. the timing of your life, you are able to cultivate this level of neutrality, this kind of level of equanimity in the face of any adversity that that you are, that's kind of brought into your path. And I think there's such power in that. Because ultimately, yeah. it comes down to always being able to return to yourself, return to your inner peace, and move through the world in a way that's grounded and rooted in who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time you do something that's for your happiness and for your soul, you're always rewarded. And like that's what so many people mm-hmm. need to understand is like energetically, the universe works with you when you do stuff that's for you. And I always thought that like, if I do stuff for myself, that it's selfish. And, and I was so, 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 so wrong. It's like doing the things for yourself and for your soul. Like all it does is bring in so many things, not only for yourself, but all the people around you too. And, you know, it, the, it, the world is truly never working against you. If you make decisions that are for you and for your soul and what make you happy, And obviously, you know, creating rituals and doing things for yourself where you feel grounded and you feel centered and you're like, take time alone to understand what your feelings are and not always think that outside sources and social media are like supposed to make the decisions for you and sit with yourself and to like really understand yourself. Like that's the power of basically understanding and being able to take those actions and trusting yourself and knowing that it's going to be okay because you always can come back to yourself and like check in and just know like no this feels so right and like it may be hard but I have like I know I have to pursue it for me yeah it's all about reframing that from being quote-unquote selfish to seeing this as a foundational aspect of building the reality that you wish to cultivate I think that so often there's a misconception that taking care of yourself is that just that, that it's selfish. But what's actually there is hidden in plain sight. In these tiny everyday moments of taking care of yourself, you are slowly building up that root system 
of this beautiful existence beyond your wildest dreams. But it all begins with those small everyday moments. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious to know, because we've talked about this in our own conversations, but tell me a bit about your relationship with social media. Is it challenging to all, you and I are such nature, like in the moment people. And when we're together, I feel like we're just like in our own zone. And I know that that's how you live a lot of your life. So tell me about the balance between kind of balancing out that side of yourself while also running an online business. I think a lot of people who are listening to this work online or possibly have social media and brands and things like that. So how do you balance that out? Um, so it's funny. I was just talking with the person who did my hair today about this. Uh, so yes, I actually don't spend that much time on social media and I really don't like, I just will never live that life where I have to stop everything to record everything. And even though I've created a community where they feel like they are very connected to me and they know a lot about my life, I actually am an extremely private person. And a lot of the stuff that they see is stuff that's like, of course, you know, what I want them to see. And I can't preach all the stuff that I preach and then be obsessed with social media, if that makes sense. Even though social media is such a key thing for my business, like it is clearly work for me. It is not, I I pick days that I want to curate content. Um, I put my phone away when I'm with my friends and family. Like I, I don't, you know, I really have that balance. And to be honest, not everybody has this luxury, but like I do have someone that helps me with social media. And it was one of the greatest investments that I ever made for myself and for my businesses. And I know not everyone has access to that, but you know, it's, it's, I think essential to have a mind frame of social media is for work. If I want to build something, not to consume my entire life and become obsessed with the gratification of what people want to see or how many likes I'm getting or how many views I'm getting. You know, it's not about that. Like I love social media because I love inspiring people and because I love my community and because I love helping others. That's where my core comes from social media. And then of course, like I have products because of that, but my products are also to help people like that. That's, that is my purpose. That is what I love. And that is what my social media is. So for me, like, even though social media is work, it's like, not because I love inspiring. So it's like, I just make sure that when it fits into my life, where it doesn't consume my life is when I do content creation. But I always make sure I have the balance between like, putting my phone away and not being a part of it at all. And like, or if I pull it out, because I see something that's like aesthetically pleasing, and like, this could be good content. It's like, I take that two minutes it's like my max about it's two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, too, so many people obsess over like making it perfect and like looking a certain way on social media. Anybody who follows me knows that like, I don't even wear makeup 97% of the time. And I don't really care what I look like. I'm just like making recipes and pajamas and like sweatpants and just like, da, 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 you know, because I, it's like, I can't be bothered to spend two hours getting ready and then whatever, how much time, like, it's just not, it's not me. Of course, it's not feasible. It takes up, it completely consumes you. Your friends don't want to hang out with you anymore because you just have become glued to life through a screen instead of Mm -hmm. enjoying life. Um, 
And it's like, I feel bad, you know, talking badly about people that do this, but like, it's not a way to live life. I'm sorry. It's just not. And I am proof that you don't have to be completely consumed to have a social media presence. But obviously, like I said, like not everyone has that luxury of maybe hiring somebody to help them out. But at the same time, like you probably can. I mean, get an intern, depends on what your business is. Like, are you actually making money from social media? Like, are you just obsessed with the idea of being an influencer because you want validation from people or because you want followers? Like, I think the key, if you're interested in becoming an influencer is like figuring out what value you want to bring to social media, not just for your own ego and for your own desires of like getting likes. And it's just not like, I think people see through that stuff now and it's actually not how you'll build a following anyway. Yeah. And I think you bring up such a good point of checking in with your intention, like whether it's social media or kind of anything you're doing throughout the day. What are you hoping to get out of XYZ? What are you hoping to get in return from a post or something Mm -hmm. like that? Are you doing it for validation? Mm -hmm. Is there something that you can fulfill within yourself that would meet that need rather than needing to go outside of yourself? I think exactly. that's such a good point. I mean, you know, I ha- also, before my Instagram got deleted in the summer, I also had a very, like I was on and on and off user, definitely would just kind of dip out for several months at a time. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm back on social media and starting kind of to build a community again, I'm setting those very clear boundaries too. And I feel like it's such a game changer, whether you have five followers or 5 million followers to just make sure that you're showing up to share what lights you up. And then when it's done, off you go. And I actually just delete the app off my phone. And also, how can we skip over this? Social media is how Shana and I met. I actually (laughs) slid into Shana's DMs. We always joke about this many, many years ago. And when I was living in New York. Yeah. I mean, in hindsight, it was kind of creepy. I just was like, I feel like we're best friends. And then we met in New York and following your intuition, you nailed it because your intuition I think I'm like right. a prophet, maybe, you know, like very wise. <laughs> you, you I foresaw the future. You're you going to be my best friend. Um, I mean, the but, coffee that we had was like one of my favorite coffees ever. We just like sat and chatted for hours. And I was just like, we I feel know. like we've known each other for so long. Like, this is so cool. Like, it was it was the yeah. sweetest thing ever. And it was in a time when I was living in New York and I was absolutely miserable and I had no friends. And so it was just like the timing magical. of it. It was, it was so magical. romantic. It was like a first date. It went on forever. <laughs> then we went to that bakery and mm-hmm. bought a whole bunch of stuff. And then a few months later, I flew out to visit Shana when she lived in California. And we had a whole adventure there for 10 days. But it's so funny. I, I think maybe I was talking to, I don't know, I was reflecting on this recently. But when you invited me to come stay with you in California, we were pretty much virtually strangers. Like we talked a little <laughs> bit. I was like... She must have trusted me because she could just feel that my vibe was right. But yeah, it was so funny. I I did. I did. I I also, you know, I've obviously, I'm very lucky. I've been extremely intuitive my whole life. And I I knew you were a keeper. Thanks. You're a keeper too. (laughs) So let's talk about this property in Italy. Guys, Shana told me, First of all, ever since Shane has moved to Italy, and yes, as we talk about, there are hardships and challenges and all these things, but it does really feel like it's been so beautiful knowing you for several years now and seeing 
your evolution. Honestly, it could bring me to tears because I just I'm so proud of you. And I really I feel like I'm getting emotional right now. I just think that this move from the States to Europe, following your soul, following your your heart, really, it is like your life has transformed into this magical almost movie-like reality where things are so in alignment that it just is like, it, it just feels surreal, but so grounded in the same, like, I feel like I'm not making any sense, but it just feels, um, it feels just right. It feels like, of course, yeah. this was destined to happen. You know, I think your, didn't your, your um, sale went through on like 22, 22, 20, or 2, 22, yeah, they, 22. They- accepted yeah. my offer on February 22nd, Yeah. And so I just feel like if anyone is listening and they're feeling really stuck and kind of out of alignment, trusting your intuition, you know, the proof is in the pudding. When you really do this and you commit to this as a part of your life, as a daily practice, the most magical things will happen beyond your wildest dreams. So yeah. share with us a little bit about, I know that living in Italy has been something that you've wanted to do forever. And I really want to know kind of what it feels like when you're in Italy, like what made you want to lay down roots there and build this life there? Um, yeah, I mean, I spent 10 years going to Italy um, before I decided to take the leap this year. And every single time I would go to Italy, I just felt like, I just felt held. I felt energetically held. I felt like my body was like completely not in fight or flight. I always felt like I could eat all the food and drink all the wine I could possibly want. And my body wouldn't have these like averse reactions to everything like America And of course, in the beginning, when I first was going, I was like, it must just be vacation. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) it would just be like the mentality of going on vacay. But then I obviously discovered, and the more and more that I went, that it had nothing to do with being on vacation and everything to do with that country. And it didn't matter where I went in that country. Like I just felt so at home and I loved it so much. And I just love how much they love food as a chef. It's like, a dream and I love how much they just they care about their families and their culture and it's just one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in the world and it just every time I was there I felt the exact same and you would think that eventually that would die and it just didn't and then you know when I was going before I was going a lot in my past relationship and so when we broke up I really wanted to see if I still felt the same way going alone And so in 2020, during COVID, when the whole world was shut down, I found a loophole into the country and I went for it and it worked. And I stayed there the whole time and just really sat with myself and thought about how I could make it possible for me to actually like make a move here. And so after that trip and I had met new friends and I had like kind of started to create this like little life for myself and I was like I feel like I'm meant to be here and and if this is where I am the happiest so why not just make it my place 
And I still did not know how or when I was going to make it happen. I mean, the next following year, I went again for a month and was still just like, after that, I was like, you know what, I like, I have to make this happen. I just, I just, I'm not exactly sure how or what, or like, I just, I just know I want to do it. And so my family and I decided to go to Italy for Christmas this last year. And in LA, I just decided, you know what, like, I don't want to come back. (laughs) if I'm going to Italy for Christmas. So I thought, okay, I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to pack up all my stuff. And if I go back to America, I'm going to live in Nashville, Tennessee. That was where I wanted to move. If I was going to live in these States, I spent some time in Nashville. I looked at houses. I loved the people and how sweet they were. It's so much more nature. I was just like, okay, if I'm going to live in America, it's going to be Tennessee. I go to Europe or go to Italy with my family for Christmas. And we were walking around this town called Montepiciano and I stumbled into a real estate office that just like, by the way, after looking at it now, it's like, this is, this is where following your intuition is so magical. There was like 17 real estate offices in this town, in this town, but the one that caught my eye and the one that I walked into was obviously like, couldn't have been more meant to be. I, I was like, you know what? I looked at my family. I was like, I'm going to go in this real estate office. And they're like, okay. And they like went down the, the shops, popped in, told them what I was interested in, said I kind of wanted to start looking, like figured it was going to take a long time, but my family was here and it would be fun to look at places, whatever. This couple who owns the real estate office are like dear friends of mine now. They have helped me so much. And they actually are the reason why I got the the house on February 22nd, 2022, because they actually gave up a percentage of their, like what they're supposed to be paid to, so that I could have that house. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you the synchronicities, but so the house that I looked at first, so I picked, they sent me a long list. They sent me three houses and or I sent them three houses I wanted to see with my family. One of them was available to see, which is ironically the house that I ended up buying. And I went and saw it and I was just like, something about this house, I don't know what it is, but I really, really love it. And of course my family's like, Shana, like you've seen one house, like give me a break. And then long story short, I ended up renting it for New Year's for one week with friends of mine. Then that one week turned into renting it the whole month of February. And I rented it the whole month of February because I knew that I needed to go and look at other places for my own logical mind. So I rented it all February. I got a total taste of everything about the house, the land. I ended up finding out all the land around it was for sale. I mean, it was like the amount of things that I was like, I can't have another sign that tells me that this house is meant to be mine. I, I just, I can't do it. So anyway, I, yeah, I put the offer and now I'm just waiting to have it. Wow. And we can't overlook the fact that there's a little cat that mm. comes with the house. Muse. Yes. Oh my gosh. That honestly, I'd be like, okay, hey, so where do I sign? <laughs> Just I, for the cat. And I wasn't even a cat person before. It's out of I a storybook, lo- honestly. I'm obsessed with this cat. And then I tell cat people that within six days, I had the cat sleeping in bed with me. And what? they were like, wait, you skipped over that part. <laughs> you did? Muse slept in bed with me. <gasps> I didn't know wow. how rare – I didn't realize how rare that was. I feel like she – she. She. I feel like she. she's got dog energy. She Totally. She's a total dog energy cat. For for anyone who is yet to follow Shayna, she has two of the cutest dogs I've ever met in my life, and I want to know how Muse is settling in with the dogs. Have both of them met her? 
Yeah. So they actually bonded quite well in the beginning. It was a little, it was a little like, Oh boy, especially Panda Panda and Muse. Yeah. Panda and Muse. Anybody who knows Panda, she is a sassy little girl. And so it took them a minute to definitely like get used to each other. And Muse was not really about it in the beginning, but then like it took them six days and they were all sleeping on the same couch together. So it, it, we adapted really quickly. But my dogs have been around cats like quite often in their life. So it's not, it wasn't anything new necessarily. And then Oliver, I mean, <laughs> Oliver learned very quickly not to mess with her because she, she was like, whack, like bat him one time because he was obviously like, you know, trying to get whatever with her. And she showed him who was boss. And he was like, yeah, I'm not messing with that cat again. Yeah. Oliver's very curious. That's one of the things we love most about him. <laughs> special boy. So special. <laughs> so, so emotional yeah panda is Shana's older dog how old is she now like 10 10 yeah and then um oliver is a in newer in the last five years or so yeah so he's four, five four or five yeah five. and um they're just they're quite a riot we always joke that oliver is oliver is quite obsessed with Shana. we'll just be sitting in the room and he'll be staring over any anywhere you are he's staring at you staring at me 24 7 the yeah. love is real yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit sickening really, but he's also extremely emotional. Like he's the most emotional dog I've ever met. He just, fe- and he speaks English. He's a human. This dog is a human. He's a wonder dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit. I know you've got a summer of travels up ahead. And mm-hmm. I also know that like me, your routines and your daily habits are integral to your wellness and well being. How do you, maintain that level of feeling grounded and connected to yourself when you're constantly bouncing around to a million new places? Are there like things that you pack with you or do you carve out time in the morning to check in with yourself? Like walk me through it. Yeah. So both. I mean, I pack, I have a crystal grid kit. I have, (laughs) it's, um, something that Kali, my girlfriend, Kali Kavara is her name. She's the spiritual healer who has become a very dear girlfriend of mine. And She's magical in so many ways, but she created um, this specific crystal combination that you put in a grid in a room and it purges any energy, detrimental energy from the space. So you can grid a whole house, you can grid, uh, you know, just a specific room. So it's one of the things that I travel with no matter what, because I lay it in every single space that I travel into before I sleep in the room. Um, and then of course I have crystals that I just have that I like to travel with that are smaller that I use for like meditation and setting up an altar. And then, um, I always travel with Palo Santo, Sage and, um, and a journal because my, and my matcha, (laughs) um, I don't, I don't travel lightly. I was going to say you have a full blown, like extra suitcase for all of this. (laughs) Literally. It's like, I I check a carry on bag for just like my supplements and all this stuff. Yeah, But you know what? It's something that like, even though it's when I travel, I think to myself, like, it would be so nice if I traveled lighter. I, I honestly, it brings me so much joy and balance no matter where I am. And I've been living around like a nomad for the last six months. And like, it's definitely very difficult to live like that, especially someone who loves a routine and loves a home space. It's been challenging for me, to be honest, but um, I know that it's only temporary. So I'm just like, you know, when would I travel this much and just like say, effort and like take all these crazy travel opportunities like I wouldn't if I had a home because I would be like no I want to be home with my plants 
So it's definitely been a beautiful experience and it's, you know, shown me a lot of growth and it's also helped me realize the necessities of what I need and how much stuff that I was just having to have. And like, I've become, I was already very organized, but now I'm like a master organizer. So I always have my practices in the morning. So no matter what, or even if I'm like with friends or whatever, um, I always wake up early and spend time by myself and journaling and doing my meditations, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes. And I always have, you know, I love to light an incense and I love to make a matcha and I sit in journal and write out my stuff and connect with myself and ground myself wherever I am and spend time outside. And those are just things that I do in my life. You know, it's like, even though I travel and I like to have fun, like I don't stay up late. I mean, some nights I, you know, I go all out when it feels right, but like, I really enjoy those routines in my life and doing workouts and movement. And they're just essential things that I've learned that really help me feel my best every day and like feel centered with myself and know what I need. And, and, you know, it's, you really have to become empowered and what you need as a person and be able to communicate those things. And I never had that luxury until a couple of years ago. I was, I didn't know that that was a thing that you could do. And and now I've, you know, dealt with so many emotional wounds as from when I was a kid that has helped me kind of understand myself and like step into my power as a woman. And, um, you know, it's, those things are so important and it's so empowering to understand yourself and the things that you need, no matter where you are. It's like, if you can create space in any place, like, you know, you've really done work <laughs> and yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful achievement beautiful, beautiful achievement. I think that's, yeah, it's so important. I think something that I've been thinking about a lot is, and that's been coming up with just in, in personal conversations and in work and, and kind of all across the board is this concept of not only being unapologetically yourself, but also setting boundaries when it comes to what makes you feel your best. This has specifically centered in the conversations I've been having around not drinking. I don't mm -hmm. drink alcohol hardly ever, ever, ever. I haven't drank in over a year. And, um, and that's not because alcohol is bad or good or whatever. It's just for me, it doesn't make me feel my best. I don't like the way that I feel when I am under the influence of any kind of substance. And so I, I just choose to live my life this way. But I've had many interesting conversations with people who are interested and curious in living a life without drugs or alcohol, but they don't know how to say no because it's such a big part of our it's, culture. Yeah, it's social like yeah. Yeah, pressure. It, or or potentially there's, you know, dietary ways that that makes you feel better to eat, for example, without corn. But then a plate of corn chips comes out and you're like, well, I don't want to be quote unquote that person. You know, this is stuff that obviously you've done a lot of work on. I've done a lot of work on and I'm at a place now and you're at a place now where we can confidently just be ourselves and and just shine. Yeah. I yeah. think that what you're talking about and carrying around all these different rituals and just knowing yourself so well and just being confident in that, that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the more that everyone can just take those very small steps to kind of embodying that truest version of themselves, the more life will open up for you. Sometimes yeah. it's just getting past those first few little things. But if you continue, you could be like Shayna and shuffling around <laughs> a full <laughs> luggage. <laughs> 
<laughs> self-care item. I just that I, is the goal. <laughs> I put it in my carry-on, you know, it's just like I, I just put it in my carry-on. And so my carry-on's kind of heavy because my crystals are not light. But I, know, I always, seriously, could you not have picked something a little bit less <laughs> that weighs I a bit wish, less? I wish, I wish. It just works for me. Like I love crystals. No, it so chose much you it's the crystal exactly. life. Yeah. I always just ask, you know, and before too, I wouldn't ask people to help me at the airport. Whereas now I'm like, if I see a guy that's on the airplane, which there always is one, I literally would be like, do you mind helping me put this up in, in the, in the, whatever it's called? Because I like, it's very heavy. And like, even though I could probably do it myself, like why not ask for help? And they're, and, and they always help me. So it's like, it's not a problem. I just, I just, you know, do with what I got. <laughs> I love know? you so much. <laughs> So I know we've got to wrap soon, but I could talk to you forever. But Mm -hmm. I would love to finish up with the question, what does living in full expression mean to you? I mean, I feel like I don't know how to live any other way, but in my full expression. Beautiful. But I'm trying to think of like, you know, I think understanding yourself fully is the only way that you can achieve living in your full expression and so many people uh, have lost the connection with their emotional intelligence because as a society we kind of made it that way for a long time especially in males but also females and of course females were naturally like more inclined to our emotional intelligence but um understanding why you have triggers and why you think certain things and why like understanding yourself at its full being is one of the most powerful things I think that you can ever achieve. And it's funny because when I first started on my spiritual journey, I really wanted to understand why as Buddha, for instance, was like, you know, nothing ever phases these like spiritual experts, you know, it's like they, they literally achieve bliss and, and there's not one thing that can come at them that affected them. And I had a hard time understanding that because I was like, how is that even possible? But now that I have understood my emotional traumas as a child and like been able to release them and like do all the steps that I needed to take in order to understand what I needed to not be triggered and like all these things like I understand what that feels like now and for me to be upset about like of course I'm a human so like obviously I get stressed still and like stuff happens and I'm like okay whatever like and like I'm not perfect of course but like I've been now is the closest time I've ever felt to understanding what that feels like and it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think in the next chapters of spiritual evolvement, it's going to really be about understanding your emotional triggers and emotional wounds and what you need to do for yourself so that you never feel those wounds again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the most powerful thing I've ever done for myself and what I think anyone else can achieve. Like, of course, living a healthy lifestyle, like the two and two together is like the mastery. But yeah. I, you can drink all the green juice and you can do all the workouts and you can, you know, do all the intermittent fasting. You can do all the yoga. You can do whatever. If you are living in emotional wounds, you most likely will have some sort of illness at some point because emotional wounds store in the body in such a significant way that that's what I believe is 
to cause cancer and tumors and illness. And like, I mean, I had so many gut issues and I was like, I'm the healthiest person I know what is going on. And like, I've learned to discover that it had nothing to do with my lifestyle and everything to do with my emotional traumas Mm -hmm. and not dealing with them properly. And it was one of the most eye-opening things I've ever experienced. And like now that I've gone through it for myself, like this is why I'm, you know, on my social media presence, like I've started to talk about it a lot more. And like my girlfriend, Kali, who she just came out with a book called Sexual Elimination. And it talks, it actually teaches you how to deal with your emotional wounds in a very logical way, which is why I'm like, so I literally went and passed out books in random places in London today because I'm like, want people to read this book. It's a but powerful book. Very powerful. Um, so yeah, anyway, circling back, I feel like you can have times where you feel like you are living your full, you know, expression. And I think that, of course, those are beautiful times. But in order to achieve like being able to be that way for most of the time, I really feel like truly understanding you and your emotional needs and what you, what your body needs, your soul needs, your mind needs, like all that stuff, like that's how you really achieve happiness and like being able to like fully live in your expression. That's so beautiful. That's a great answer. <laughs> Very long no, answer, but no, it was it was perfect. And I honestly feel like this is like a great jumping off point. Let's dive into the next episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I do well, like we could talk about this forever, ever, ever, and ever, never. Anyways, for those who do not follow you yet, first of all, everybody, run, don't walk, and follow Shana on. <laughs> Instagram and all the things she is so magical and always leaves you feeling better than when you logged on. Is that right? Is that what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah. That makes sense. So um, if you could share where people can find you by your matcha, your CBD, all the things. Um, yes. Yeah, so my personal Instagram or TikTok is Shayna Therese Taylor, which is my full name, which is S-H-A-Y-N-A-T-E-R-E-S-E and then T-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, my recipe uh, blog is Shana's Kitchen, which is S-H-A-Y-N-A-S dot kitchen. And then my CBD company is Bottle and Stone. And we have um, skincare and tinctures. And Shana also, we didn't even really touch on this, but she sells some best high vibe matcha you've ever had in your life. It's like the most bright, alive. It's the best matcha it's on incredible. the planet. You, you don't like matcha? On- order yeah. Shana's content. Yeah, you'll like it. You'll like it. Yeah. And that's on Shana's many so many people. And that's on Shana's kitchen.com. Um, which I just, and I just launched a new product actually yesterday. I just, um, uh, we did this small batch of, uh, women made jute bags. So they're hundred percent sustainable and like carbon neutral and they're made by women. And I have like my branding on it with some eucalyptus. And then I, I call it the manifestation tote. Um, cause I have I three, that three manifestations that really like helped me on my journey on, on one side of it. So if you're interested in a really handy jute bag for the grocery store or whatever, we also have those. Okay. Got to get off the call. Cause I got to go buy one of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much and Thank I'll talk you. to you soon and have a great day. Thank you. Wow, was that not the best conversation? I love chatting with Shayna. We have very deep, long chats that kind of go for every single topic under the sun. And 
Do you guys have friends like that? It's the best. Every time we talk, I think, wow, we could make this into a podcast episode. And I'm so glad that all of you got to sit down with us and just be there in the energy of being true and authentic and exploring what it means to be human and showing up as your truest, most authentic self. Shana is such a beautiful example of that. And I hope that this episode provided value or inspiration for anyone who's listening. I'm just so glad. So nice. It's so nice to be able to connect with friends in this way and to share it with all of you, our beautiful community. So wherever you are, I'm sending you so much love for the week ahead. And if you are a first time listener, thank you again for being here. We hope to see you again soon. And yeah, just so grateful. Sending lots of love to you all. Thank you.